Welcome back to another episode of Our Trumpet Life, a podcast focused on teaching, learning, and sharing all things trumpet in a positive atmosphere. I'm Ben McCarthy, one of the co-hosts, and I'm a teacher and performer in the Virginia Beach, Chesapeake area of Virginia. And I'm Derek Watson, a freelancer in the northern Colorado, Denver area. And I'm Chris Navarrete. I'm the director of bands over at the California State University of Chico. And I'm David Moore, instructor of trumpet at Milliken University and a freelancer in the central Illinois area. Well, Chris is now in the studio, and I'm so excited to hear his answer to this. So, Chris, you've been listening for a while. I think you have a general, pretty good idea of what we're talking about, but... I will throw you the question. If you could not play trumpet or teach trumpet or be involved in trumpet as a profession, so you could still do it on the side, you would keep all your skills and you would still be a professional level player, but you're not playing or teaching trumpet as a profession. Would you still be satisfied or happy? I will give you a short answer and then an explanation. So My answer immediately is no, and here's why. After just listening to what you had to say, kind of sparked some very dark but powerful memories in my development this last year. COVID sucked a lot. And you learn a lot about yourself. And you you mentioned something about discipline. And I thought I was disciplined too. And then COVID happens. It wasn't a lack of want by any means when you find yourself i think i've said this on our earlier podcast early when we first started how during covid the first couple there that first summer you'd wake up you do a little thing you go for me i was a i went i went into hibernation i would get up make some food maybe watch a show for 30 minutes and go to sleep and then wake up and eat something and then I would watch or do something maybe take the trash out and then go to sleep I had no willpower to do anything and that's when I realized my discipline was worth nothing that was constant and I, and I was thinking like well okay maybe I just need to take a break maybe I just need to take a break from music maybe that's the problem okay so I took a break I didn't play trumpet for about almost a year you know, and maybe maybe eight months, ten months, and I was thinking like, because I hadn't, I didn't want to play, I didn't want to, thinking that hey, that'd be the that'd be the solution. Boy, was I wrong. I went down a deeper rabbit hole, <laughs> and and for those who don't, you know, just to give you a little slice of my personality. I, when I dig into something, I dig into it and I stick with it and it's day in, day out. And I love doing that. I love being into things. And it really threw me for a loop. It really did. So going through this COVID motions, I started exploring other things to try to get me back on my feet. I will say that I lived life outside of music and found some joys with other people, social, doing the social part. And for me, that was going to the gym, hanging out with friends, doing my thing and building myself. But 
I realized after a month or two, three months, four months, I was just going through the motions. It made me better than sleeping on my bed. I will tell you that. But I went through the motions. There was no life in me. And then I, I took a step back. You mentioned journaling, which is so powerful because it's the self-reflection thing is real. And I had to make that decision for myself. I had to find a way to flip that switch back because I knew where I came from. Like you said, Derek, we got after it every day. I felt very proud about that myself too because I felt myself intrinsically getting better. And I took pride in that, but here I wasn't. And then so I, the, when I tried to flip that switch, a couple of realizations came to my mind. It's like, no, it's not the environment. There's something internal going on here. You know, what's going on? What I mean by environment is like the, the resources I had over here at Chico in California. But Really, yeah, COVID threw a lot of people for a loop and I was subjected to that. So as a result, I kind of did some self-digging. I did a lot of reflection and tried to hone down what do I need in order to get back on my feet. One of them was to have a routine. I started started listing these off. Routine, okay, cool. Sticking to that routine, discipline, cool, all right. And I started doing that, that that got a little better. It got a little better, but then I was still missing something. And then I'm, I was thinking like, okay, this need to make other people better, I was missing that. So teaching. And then I was, it was there, but then I felt like, well, I'm not really working on myself as much anymore. I'm helping other people. They're, it's like the movie Green Mile, you know, where they just, take all the good out of you and you suck all the bad <laughs> out of them. <laughs> you know? It could be a, it could be draining that way. So then I had to find besides lifting weights and all that stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And there's small successes there, but I needed something mentally to, to fulfill. And the thing that I put off for almost a year was the answer, the trumpet. Now, trust me, I love making a good noise just like any other trumpet player in the world. But for me, it was because I, I really I told this to Dana the yesterday, this love for jazz music of creating and self-expression was real for me. And not so you can't do that in classical music. You can definitely do that in any genre of music. But for me, it was jazz music because I had spent so much time working on it. And that's where a lot of my successes of the image of myself that I wanted to be was rooted in that. So I picked up the horn and I started from point blank, low C and started doing the Maggio and getting my chops back together. It, literally two weeks I was back in the game. Yeah, I couldn't play a, a recital at that point, but boy, I can get around the horn. It's like it never left, just the physical part. But point being with Trumpet being profession first, as opposed to other things. I totally agree with what you're saying, Derek. I'm in a lucky situation over here to where I can merit my profession as my income at the moment. You're just a few steps before you're you're at that point. And I'm lucky that way and I'm blessed. But, you know, for me, if I had 
a different gig. Like if I worked at, you know, Starbucks or, you know, Target or wherever, wherever that may be, I would have to find that outlet. And I personally would make that my, because there's the mindless work and then there's the stimulating work, which is, I think, what all musicians have ingrained in them, that we always strive for better and and have fun with it along the way. And that's a double-edged sword. But yes, that's my answer. My answer is the forefront of my profession is music and trumpet being the vehicle that I use. Man, Chris, I'm so thankful that you just opened up and shared that because, you know, I'm sitting here thinking like, first of all, not many people want to open up and share their struggles or things that like acknowledge even that they went through a period of struggle and, but we all do. Right. And, and as you're sharing that, I was thinking, man, you're not alone. You're not alone in the fact that you're not the first to have gone through struggles like that. You won't be the last. And a lot of people are currently going through struggles like that. And it was just reminding me because I've went through struggles like that as well. And I was just thinking back because yes, I struggled initially in COVID. This podcast really helped with my motivation to, to stay disciplined and stay practicing, even though we didn't have the outlets that we used to before that. But then I also, I mean, you guys know this. I also had a period where, you know, I was in the hospital for a month and then coming out of the hospital, I had like barely any lung capacity because I was bedridden for a month and getting back into trumpet at that point in my life was one of the darkest times that I've gone through because I was thinking as you were mentioning COVID and what it did, you know, it took away our outlet to be creative. Certainly there are other outlets that, that came into play after that, but it, you know, the one being physically present with other people, it took that away. And then it also took away in a sense, the purpose that you find in your career. A lot of people as performers, it took away that purpose because you're not outperforming and it took away or even delayed people that were seeking careers. And that's what it did for me as well. And I was just thinking about how, if you take purpose away from someone, wh where do you like, where do you even go with that mindset? Right. And, and, and that's a difficult, that's a difficult one to talk about. And I realized that, and I, I'm not going to try to get into the depths of that in this, this podcast, but I will say that I think a lot of people can relate to this feeling of losing your yourself or losing your your satisfaction in life or happiness in life during a phase of life. And there are a couple things, Chris, that you mentioned that I really liked as far as ways to find it, right? And the number one thing you said, I think, is routine. That generally is one of the things to go initially. But, you know, the feeling of getting out of bed going through a routine of, you know, brushing your teeth, taking care of yourself, you know, hygiene wise, doing a trumpet routine and maybe one or two other things, just that alone 
doing that. And then by the end of the day, there's, there's something that you did that you can be proud of and you work and you build on that. Like you did. And that's how you, you started there and then you worked your way back. And that's what we have to do when, when you're in the pit, you just have to create the first step and then build step by step to get out. And that's tough. And it's like, you mentioned so many things that are crucial routine support, finding that social support, whether it's friends, family, whatever is so needed to get out. So I, again, I don't want to go too in depth, but I, I really enjoyed your answer because I felt like there's a lot of people that are going through that exact situation. And there's a lot of wisdom in what you said. Well, I appreciate that. It was a good learning year. And I would say that for folks that are, you know, going through this, like Ben said, you're not alone, you know, and we're just an email away. <laughs> Check us out on social media. That's exactly yeah. where I was going to yeah. go with that. But, well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was just thinking while you were saying that, I mean, one, just my initial thought was, oh, I hadn't heard this before. And I th- I remember thinking this when, when Ben was giving his answer. Oh, I haven't heard all of that before. And then I was like, oh, I haven't said the stuff I said either. It's kind of funny that it comes out on a podcast. <laughs> that, that we talk to each other and, and have these serious conversations. And we're doing it on a podcast uh, that everyone's going to hear. But I do think it's really important. And one of the things, Chris, when you were talking that kept popping up in my head is this I you know you how many times have you heard in school don't tie in your self-worth to the trumpet or to how you play how you sound don't tie that to your self-worth as an individual and I struggle with that idea because I understand what people are trying to say when they say how poorly you play does not reflect on who or how you are as an as a person and I agree I do agree with that But on the other hand, for me at least, the fact of whether or not I practiced in a day or if I went in a a room and, excuse my French, bullshitted through the whole practice session, I can't help but have that attached to my self-worth. And it's not because I sounded bad on the trumpet. It's because there was an obstacle in my way that was likely self-generated. Like, I'm tired. I'm lazy. I didn't do something on time and now I have to spend this time doing that I have to catch up on all this other stuff right and I let that obstacle beat me and of course there's there's obviously times where it's not like that and you don't have a choice and that's fine but it's the not practicing or doing a poor job practicing for me is this it's an enemy that beat me I failed because I let something else get in the way when it was it was my decision the whole time and for me that's where the trumpet is it's not this thing that I can play scales on or that and for me I'm not I'm not the kind of like I'm not an artistic player that's not a thing I even identify with for me I consider myself more a journeyman player like I just play the things and I love doing it but it's almost like this is a way for me to prove who I am like the trumpet practicing and taking care of my responsibilities, like it is who I am. And if I'm not doing that, then something is beating me. Like there's an enemy that's beating me. That's my own laziness. That's the enemy. 
And so I do, in a lot of ways, equate it with my self-worth because it's my ability to practice whether or not I sound good is my ability to overcome the obstacles that are in my way or maybe even just my big, my most personal inner demons, which are things like laziness and, well, really, that's it, just laziness. So how do you guys feel about the whole idea of not attributing or attributing your self-worth to the trumpet or to this music that we do? I would agree a hundred percent wholeheartedly. It's what I, I mean, we we've talked about this before and I still, well, this last year I really was confronted with it, but never half-ass anything, anything that you do. That could be sweeping the floor and then putting it into the garbage. And that has nothing to do with like, you know, being the best it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with doing your best. And yeah, the moment, I like that. Yeah. The moment you lose that, then you lose yourself. You in lose yourself. You lose your discipline. You lose your self-worth and respect. And when that's lost, the purpose, you just lose. That's like the most important foundation that you always upkeep it's your you know you talk about composure you keep your composure all the time whenever anything comes up well you make sure you keep yourself worth and respect yourself just as much so i mean earlier today i was looking at this breakfast burrito boy did i want it <laughs> but i didn't do it because i respect myself on a this is a completely different topic but I didn't do it. I mean, it isn't. It isn't. Yeah, no, but I mean, I did my best effort to discipline myself not to do that because I know I wanted to stay on the path and go this route because that's my goal. It's the same thing. Life's obstacles, like you said, Derek, and it's well put. The moment that something gets hard, that's when your character shines. Or another way of looking at it, is another opportunity for you to better yourself. There's a couple of things that you guys said that really struck. Really, it's the same thing. You guys were talking about discipline and effort. And I think that when you put, when you're talking about self-worth and you're associating it to discipline, that I can, you know, I can agree more with that than I could agree with if I go out and I play and I bomb something, and I don't think this is what you guys were saying, but if I were to go out and have a bomb performance, it's just terrible. Then putting myself worth in the fact that, you know, that went so poorly that, you know, that's a different thing entirely. And I would steer people away from thinking about how they perform or the results being their self-worth. It's more... I like to think of it as like, did I put that effort or that self-discipline into it that I knew that I could, like you said, Chris, did I do the best that I could? Because if I didn't, then there's where you said the lack of respect to yourself or self-worth. It's not so much, did I go out and make some mistakes? Okay, if I'm, you know, different conversation, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly... You know, when you were saying, yeah, if you go out and bomb, then, yeah, I don't necessarily think that anyone should should consider themselves as having less worth because of that. 
that being said, and you know, I should clarify that these are all just our own personal thoughts and feelings towards ourselves in general. So everyone, this is going to be different for everybody. And, and we just really kind of wanted to get into the weeds a little bit on, in our own personal lives for this episode. But, you know, we've all had the performances where we go out and bomb and at the end of the day, you realize I deserve to bomb because I did not prepare and not even just necessarily like we've talked about preparation and all that stuff. And some things are out of your control, but you know, if you did the work and there's only been one time in my life where I, I feel like I put in the preparation and I did everything correct and I disciplined myself for a long stretch of time and was ready and played. I thought I, on this performance, I played very well as at least to my standard. I played as well as I was going to play. And yes, there were mistakes, but I didn't feel bad about it. And I didn't, this was a competition. I didn't place or anything. And I, I don't feel bad about it still to this day. And that's only happened one time. (laughs) So all the other times I know I didn't do something or I overbooked myself or I had too much stuff to do. And I did let that beat myself up. Now I didn't go overboard on that. And it really, I think the best option at that point is you say, I won't do that again. Time to get back on it. And it's really the beating yourself up and it is going to be different for everybody. And everyone's going to have to really pay attention to it because I think attributing your self-worth to the trumpet or as Ben pointed out, it's really the discipline in my case, or in Chris's case, it sounds like too. It's just we channel it through the trumpet. But it can be a rabbit hole that you, if you're beating yourself up too much, then then I can see it as a negative. But in most cases, I really feel it might be a positive. Our self-worth isn't innately tied up in even whether or not you're disciplined. And here's what I mean by that. You both have shown and talked about, and you know we've talked about this on the podcast many times, that you do have self-discipline and that you've displayed that and that you've both talked about how you failed yourself in self-discipline. And I have too. But does that decrease my self-worth because I have had moments where I failed to meet my standards for discipline? I don't think it does. I think, like Derek, what you were saying, the biggest thing is that you learn from the experience. If you if you failed in your discipline, take it as a learning point and moving forward. It's tough because I, I understand the concept where you guys are talking about self-worth and discipline. And then when we talk about this spiral downwards, how it's so tied up with self-worth and how you view yourself poorly because of performance, because of discipline, and it can keep spiraling downwards because it just, it's like compounding on itself. And that's why I think that it's so difficult and it's maybe dangerous is the better word to tie self-worth up in, in experiences I'm not sure if that's the right word. I I just think that it's important to learn from your mistakes. Ben, I like what you said. So 100% learning from your mistakes. That is where the self-worth is. Again, it has nothing to do with 
you're going to fall. I mean, when you're a kid, right? You learn how to crawl. You're going to trip. It's going to happen. And it's okay because that's part of the process. However, eventually you'll learn how to walk. And that's where that self-worth, that intrinsic accomplishment that you did it. Nobody else made you walk, you know, and that goes for adults as well. And you, you, you said exactly what it is because getting tied up in the self-destructing, I have to be the best. I have to be better, better than like I'm in, incapable at the moment. You know, that putting that stress is, is very toxic and can be very self-destructive. But the self-worth comes in your ability to progress. That's where it's at. And even if it's, as my teacher said, a gnat's eyelash better than the previous attempt, that's improvement. And that's something to be very proud of. And to recognize on a consistent basis and do that because I didn't for the longest time. And it can be very, that's when you can go down that spiral of a self-worthless, you know, situation. Chris, you are so wise sometimes. <laughs> that was really great. I think that what you said, your self-worth is, is tied up in the learning experiences is so huge because the deeper implication behind that is that you cannot gain more self-worth. You cannot, your self-worth cannot increase without failing because if you don't fail if you don't have bad performances if you don't fail your jury then you're not going to have any experiences to learn from and that that's just that's so powerful i that's great that was great chris and ben ben you were saying the same thing and that is so it's just so profound he helped to articulate what I was failing to articulate <laughs> and, and it kind of helped arrange my own thoughts as I was listening to you, Chris, the crux of the matter that was really bothering me was this negative connotation of self-worth being a bad thing, like thinking about yourself less because of a failure in some sense that was really bothering me. And I was trying to find a way to articulate it. And I, I think you did it very well you're talking about positive things tying your self-worth in a positive way as positive experience you when you learn discipline and you tie that to your self-worth because you've you've learned it then you're growing i think that's the key to take away here though is that the danger with self-worth and thinking about self-worth is thinking negatively experiences taken away from your self-worth because that's what that's where i was trying to go with now derek and chris when you failed to meet your your standards for discipline on that day or whatever day you just think of a day does that make you a less valuable person i mean that's kind of where my mind was going is that i don't see it that way i see it as we all struggle we all have difficulties that we go through in life and it will take longer for some people to learn from them but that doesn't make them less of a person it doesn't make them less valuable just because it took them longer to learn it it's just a different path it's just a different journey and and so again i just want to reiterate that it's taking the positive here the self-worth tying it to a positive trait like discipline and how that builds up 
and it doesn't tear down. Well, first of all, I mean, I think that's just, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I, when you were saying that, the, thing, the thought that was kept popping in my head is the lesson, the harder the lesson is, the more valuable that lesson is. You know, the more beautiful, the it's the really the journey of learning those tough lessons that make it so rewarding when you do learn it. And that it's okay that those lessons take some people longer to learn. And we're all still learning that. And, you know, it, I just read this quote, and I, I can't remember who it was by, but something along the lines of, let's say, all the feelings you had 10 years ago, and you realize all the things you were focusing on and how you felt about discipline or how you felt about trumpet or how you felt about how you performed or your self-worth, you realize 10 years after that 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 was just all youth. That was just all the thoughts of youth. And we're thinking right now, and in 10 years, we're going to say, that was just youth. And so you just keep learning. And I was thinking also that it's one of the things that makes trumpet, because of course, people learn these lessons without that aren't trumpet players. This isn't like a trumpet discipline and self-worth. These aren't things that only trumpet players deal with, you know. But one of the things that's just so amazing about trumpet and our relationship with it is that you have that opportunity every single day that you allow yourself the opportunity to get better at something every single day. And so you have this up close and personal experience with getting better and developing self-worth and discipline and challenging yourself and overcoming obstacles because you can do it every day. And Chris, it's like what your professor said. If you get just a gnat's eyelash better, which you can do, I mean, geez, if you just want to play a G in the staff for 20 minutes a day, you'll be better at that G in the staff. It can be something as small as that, or just moving from G to C. It can be something as small as that, but you can get better every single day. We have such an intimate experience and relationship with getting better and, and self-worth. And, and again, that just it just makes the merit of attaching your self-worth to the trumpet so clear to me yeah it's like that Wynton Marsalis story where he he asked the band director after class he goes what do I need to do to get better tell me what I need to go to get better and director's all like well your G's a little sharp so Wynton Marsalis goes home and plays that G for six hours <laughs> at the wall <laughs> and plays it in every fashion possible and he comes back the next day and he's all like, all right. And he plays it, it's fixed, you know? And that, and he learned, and he learned. It's, it's, he put in that much work and that's who he is. That's his self-worth to him. And we all have our levels. We all have responsibilities. We have our business to take care of. So you do what you can to the best of your ability. And then you look at yourself at the end of the day and you say, okay. I'm good with that. And then you wake up the next day, you do it again. And then you just build off of it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today. A little more personal podcast. We had a lot of fun doing this and we hope you enjoy it as well. We would love to hear from any of you on any of your struggles or any of your thoughts on the topics that we touched today. You can send us an email at ourtrumpetlife at gmail.com. Or you can send us a message on either Facebook or Instagram at Our Trumpet Life. Thanks.